Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time for Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber, McGee, and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Here's a little wistful vista vignette that you might be interested in. Uh-oh. There goes Doc Gamble again, out to get his foot in the door before the stork arrives. <laughs> Seems to me that old bird's been keeping him pretty busy lately. It sure has, Molly. And he's not the only one that bird's been keeping busy. You mean Dr. Gamble's got competition? No, it's just that new babies keep prudential agents busy, too. People don't... Did you say prudential agents? Sure, agents of the Prudential Insurance Company. Of America? You said it. People don't realize it, but such things as a new baby, a new or a bigger house, or a better job all tend to affect the protection your life insurance was designed to give. Hmm. That's why it's a swell idea to have your prudential man check over your life insurance set up with you every so often, just to make sure it's up to date with any changes in your home. Well, what if it isn't, dearie? In that case, your prudential agent will be glad to show you how you can adjust your family protection program so that it does the job you want it to do. Make a date with your prudential agent tomorrow. I know it's one date you'll never regret keeping. <laughs> If you were here last night, you'll remember that Mr. and Mrs. McGee made a wild and fruitless dash to the Wistful Vista airport in a taxi cab. You'll also remember that Mr. McGee's frantic backseat driving resulted in their cab driver getting thrown in the pokey. And do you think they'd let that poor guy go, even after I took all the responsibility myself and flang myself on the mercifulness of the court? Wouldn't, huh? Three days in jail they gave him. But I'm going to do something about that. I went over to the Green and Brown Cab Company where George Fraser works, and I got them to let me do it. Good for you. When you start out to do something, got them to let you do what? Take George Fraser's place while he's in the calaboose and turn his salary over to his family, which is only fair. A wife and three children, which if it hadn't been for me, I wouldn't have to do it in the first place because he wouldn't be in there. Am I correct in untangling out of that raveled rhetoric that you're going to drive a cab for this? Not going to, kiddo. I'm driving it. Look, there it is, at the curb. Well, for goodness sakes. Well, that's a wonderful, generous idea, McGee. But, uh, well, I mean, you haven't had any experience as a cab driver, dearie. Maybe... No experience. My dear, you're forgetting back when I drove a hack back in Hackensack, New Jersey. I never knew anything about that. I never told you about pushing a hack for Mackenstack out to the track in Jersey? You never did. Well, you just sit tight right there and I will, baby. You see, Freddie Mack and Eddie Stack had the Mack and Stack Cab Company in Hackensack, New Jersey, and I was their number one hacky. Mm-hmm. Both the boys liked the racetrack, and they liked to ride to the track in my hack, but Mack hated Stack, and Stack loathed Mack, and they just wouldn't ride together. Real partners. Every day, they'd both want to go. So I'd have to stall Mack while I haul Stack, dump Stack at the track, 
rush back, pick up Mac, and ball the jack back to the track, and my old hack was starting to crack, and I wasn't making a jitney. Oh, dear. Had great possibilities with that cab, too. You see, I built a rack on the back of my hack, and I could stack sacks and bags on the rack and pack more passengers into the hack because I didn't have to pack the back of the baggage. Oh? But every time I'd get a fare, or maybe a pair, and hit the road with pay and load, I'd get a call to haul Mac out to the track, pick up stack and bring him back, and between stall and Mac and haul and stack and balling the jack to the track and back, I finally stuffed Mac and stack back in the hack, parked the hack on the railroad track, flung my suitcase on my back, and hitchhiked back home to Peoria. <laughs> so long, Tootsie. I'm off. Yes, sir. Here you are, sir. Mohawk Motors building. Only I don't know how they can afford such a fine big building selling motors just to the Mohawks. Okay, okay. What's a fair? <laughs> well, just let me look at the meter, sir. <laughs> well, well, what you know, I... Uh... I guess I forgot to turn the meter on. You did, eh? Well, that's your hard luck. Thanks for the free ride. Uh, yeah, but uh, hey, I mean, well, 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 you were my very first fare, and well, uh, I guess you're within your rights, all right. But, 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 how about the tip? Uh, how, how about that? I always tip twenty percent of the fare, so you figure out how much twenty percent of nothing is. <laughs> hmm. Big joke. That rat. And the dispatcher knows I made this trip and it won't show up on my meter, so I'll have to pay for it. Doggone the luck. If I'm going to make any money for George, I'll have to remember to... Uh-oh, cab, mister. At your service, sir. Hop right in. Cab, sir. On your right, that's the Elks Club. Biggest Elks Club in the county. Noted for its gymnasium, natatorium, rat skeller, and flagpole. Highest flagpole on any Elks club in the county. Fact is, no other Elks club in the county has a flagpole. Come to think of it, there isn't any other Elks club in this county. Oh, almost forgot you wanted to get off at 14th and O. Hi, mister. Hey, where are you? Holy smoke, he's gone. Well, how could he? And I had the meter on that time. Dad rat the dad rat it. I better call the dispatcher. Hello? Hello? Cab 13 calling. Okay, Cab 13. I've been robbed. I mean, you know that fare you had me pick up at the Bijou and take to 14th and Oak? Well, I'm here, but but he ain't. He sneaked out somewhere. Sounds like a meter cheater to me. You stopped for a traffic signal anywhere along the Route 13? Yeah, at 11th Street. Bet he eased out when the light changed. You gotta watch out for those things, 13. Tricks of the taxi trade. Of all the dirty chiseling. Well, what should I do? First, turn off your meter. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Then I've got a good haul for you. This will be a fat tip. Swell. Go to the Ritz Vista Hotel. Let's go, Cabby. Quick, follow that car. Uh-huh. Hey, what are you... Please, officer, get moving. Follow that car. Holy smoke. Back to Estful Vista in a minute. Have you discovered Dial Shampoo? It's the new shampoo that does something exciting to your hair. Listen. Sparkle, sparkle your hair too. Sparkles after Dial Shampoo. Dial Shampoo gets your hair clean. Dial Shampoo gets your hair sheen. Diamond sparkle, that's for you. When you use Dial Shampoo. 
Yes, your hair will have that diamond sparkle look the very first time you use Dial Shampoo. This new shampoo is specially made to give your hair a priceless sheen, an extra brightness. With Dial Shampoo, you get loads of lanolated lather. It's a creamy, rich lather, gentle but thorough. And it leaves your hair soft and easy to manage. Buy Dial Shampoo in the unbreakable squeeze bottle. Diamond sparkle, that's for you. When you use Dial Shampoo, Dial Shampoo. Hello? Calling cab 13. Cab 13, can you hear me? Yeah, this is cab 13. What is it? Got a nice lady wants to talk to you. I'll put her through. Go ahead, miss. Thank you, but I'm Mrs... Hello, McGee. Can you hear me? Yeah, hi, Molly. How are things coming with you, dearie? Well, business has been rushing, but I hope I'll do better. What do you mean by that? Well, for instance, my last job was a cop who jumped in and said, follow that car. Oh, dear. Bandits or something? And that's what I thought, so I hunched down to avoid flying bullets, tromped on the gas, and followed so close I didn't see the stoplight and smacked right smack dab into the back of them. Heavenly days, the bandits? No. Turned out to be friends of the cop he hadn't seen since high school, and he was just <laughs> trying to have a class reunion. Oh, great. I suppose you didn't get paid for that trip. Paid? Ha! I was lucky the cop didn't give me a ticket. I haven't made a nickel so far, and I owe the cab company about six bucks. It's a heck of a way to make any money for George Fraser, because... Oh, I got a customer, kiddo. I'll be home for dinner when I get there. Good luck. Uh, Cabman, is this cab for hire? Yes, sir, sir. Uh, Just a second there. I'll help you, sir. Don't try to get in by yourself. That's what I'm here for. I'll help you. Uh, Dang sciatica. Interferes with my belt. Easy now, easy does it. That's it. There. Now you just settle back there. Where to? Uh, what say? Where would you like me to take you to? Depot. Train depot. Not the aeroplane depot. Taking the steam cars home. All righty. You just lean back and take it easy, and I'll get you there nice and safely. Drive careful, you hear? Never did trust these hacks since they took away the horses. He looks reckless to me. You just leave it to me. Well, at last. A fare that gives me no argument. Whoops, I almost forgot. Now I'd like to see anything go wrong. Hello, Molly. I'm home. What a day. Half the night, too. It's 8 o'clock. Here, sit down. Thanks. You know, pushing the cab around town ain't what it's hacked up to be. I suspected that. Last fare I had, ooh, murder. Old man. Old enough to be the old-timer's father. That is elderly. He was. Boy. Wanted to go to the depot. Took him. Then he couldn't find his wallet. Train was leaving. I just barely managed to get him on board. He had his ticket. I came back to the cab and found the wallet wedged down in the seat. Tried to catch the train. Gone. Spent the next two hours trying to give the wallet to some responsible party. (sighs) Pooped. Oh, you poor lad. Come out in the kitchen. I've got your dinner in the oven. I'm starving, all right. I can't eat a bite till I find out how I made out today. Wow. Lots of money there. I hope you did well. Here, let me help you count it. I started out with ten bucks in silver and ten bucks in ones for change. That's twenty dollars. Meter ran $18.80 for the day. That's thirty-eight eighty. Yep. 
see, I got here in bills. One, two, five, seven, and a ten. Seventeen dollars. And two dollars and sixty cents in silver. That makes seventeen and two sixty. Nineteen sixty? Right. I started out with twenty bucks in change. And besides that, I owe the cab company eighteen eighty. Oh, dear. Holy jumping, holy smoke. Why, it cost me over nineteen bucks to run that cab today. Good. Heavens, that is terrible. Oh. Where are you going? I'm going to phone that cab company. Maybe tomorrow they just let me mail the money in. Bibber and Molly will be right back. Don't miss one of the most moving novels ever written. The Galileans, condensed in the April Woman's Home Companion. Here is the strange and little-known love story of Mary Magdalene and Joseph of Galilee. Why did she become the slave of a Roman officer? How did Mary Magdalene, a woman who was called every vile name by her townspeople, become a devoted follower of Jesus? And after his death, how did Jesus make his presence known to Mary Magdalene? Be sure to read the story of Mary Magdalene. And in the same wonderful issue... Don't miss foreign correspondent Marguerite Higgins' revealing account of her trip through Russia. Visit a maternity hospital in Moscow. Learn how the Russians achieve painless childbirth. What hard physical jobs do women have to do in Russia? Read Marguerite Higgins' informative Russian diary. Get your copy of Woman's Home Companion today. You just can't afford to miss it. And I gotta admit, I've had enough, kiddo. I can't afford to drive that cab tomorrow. Well, say you had a phone call just before dinner. Oh, phone call? Mrs. Fraser, the little cab driver's wife. Mm-hmm. Said the company just told her what you were doing for her husband and for their kids. Uh-huh. Said she didn't know how to thank you. Well, I better hit the sack, kiddo. Another rough day tomorrow. Gotta be in that cab at 7.30. Wake me, will you? Yes, dear. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old man, Mary Lansing as the dispatcher, and Leo Curley as the man. This is John Wald urging you to be with us again tomorrow as Cabby McGee is gifted with half the state of Texas. Almost. Good night. Laugh with Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, the great Gildersleeve, that is, tonight on the NBC Radio Network.